It is uh, the art of everything on uh, SAFM. I don't know, like <laughs> things things seem very chaotic today it's the right time lisa stanfield coming through uh it seems very very chaotic i don't know why we've got a we've got a full house behind the scenes uh and you know yeah so i think my entire team is on holiday mode for some reason uh we're talking all things uh film right now i got a uh an interesting call from a mutual friend during the course of uh, last week. And she was like, Bridget, there's this really cool community that I've been doing work with. And I think that'd be great, um, you know, for you to sort of talk to on the show and find out about the cool work that they're doing out there and the cool stuff that's being produced. Um, and we were like, OK, cool. Let's hear about this cool work that's being produced in this cool community. So we've got uh, fabulous filmmakers joining me in the studio, Angie Mills and Damir Rodinick, who I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the surname correct, from Out of Motion Films. And they are a duo uh, that work together in terms of writing, producing, and directing uh, films. And they've got a brand new proudly South African uh, comedy drama called Down So Long that's set in an informal settlement. Uh, and I guess that is always the intrigue, you know. Good evening first. Let's start with Angie. Ladies first. How are you, yeah, Angie? Good, good. Thanks good so much for having us here. It's only but a pleasure. I mean, okay, so Lonnie told me just a little bit about this incredible community um, that uh, you guys are all involved in. Can you tell me a little bit more about the background of, of the work that you'll do and in the space that you'll do it? Well, it's a combination of things. We we started working with this community of Hanburg. Mm -hmm. um, it's an informal settlement in Hout Bay um, over five years ago. And uh, we were introduced to the community through a, a, a journalist friend. And at the time, we were looking for this first image of our film called Down So Long, mm -hmm. where we would have the juxtaposition between the rich and the poor. So the settlement is up on Sentinel Hill, okay. and um, you look down and you see this kind of wealthy marina. Yeah. So just that, and then we met uh, some people in the community, um, just that immediate kind of um, welcoming of us into that space, and the 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 that we just knew from a visual point of view as well that this is where we wanted to set our story, mm. um, which we can talk about a bit later. But that that was the kind of stepping in, and Demir can talk a little bit more about the pro bono work and so on that, 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 that's been happening as well. Yes, it, it does start with the giving, and we had to meet community and their very needs for this and that. Yeah. And it's been kind of five, I don't want to say even longer, <laughs> that we helped them with this and that. And eventually we became so welcome there that we could, Yeah. it was possible for us to do this film. Yeah. And then we kind of cast among the community and we asked, can you be this, can you be that? We, are the, we had a little audition, it was great. People were queuing to be a part of our team. Uh, our, our main actor was busy in the harbor digging the trenches <laughs> and we got him there. The other one came from a completely different side and that's how it started. And it was very kind of efficient way how we yeah. shot this film at the end. Beautiful. I mean, you know, and if you're going to tell the story about community, I guess one first and foremost has to have the permission by way of having people welcome you into their space, into their homes, uh, you know, and entrust you with their stories. And it sounds like that's exactly the relationship that you've built over the years. Look, it's a highly factionalized community. And 
we were very fortunate to have an associate producer called Brian Williams, mm -hmm. who's now working with the Forrest Whitaker Peace Initiative. Um, he had worked with gangs in the in the in the Cape Flats, so we, we weren't um, we weren't uh, kind of starry eyed mm -hmm. uh, going in. We understood that it would be political, so we really were able to um, kind of source the cast and the services from within the com community across different constituencies. Mm -hmm. So even with the security, location security, the catering. Um, I mean, transport, driving, runners, everyone came <laughs> from that community. Oh, wonderful. And we had a very light crew uh, yeah. going in, um, and that was important to us so that we also weren't coming with all this kind of heavy machinery. Mm. Um, and it shows in the film because uh, we use lots of, uh, it's, it's mainly comprised of these single takes that journey through space. And yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So. So yes, we, we had a very light uh, camera equipment and mm -hmm. a sound equipment. And basically there were four foreigners as such <laughs> in our whole crew. There were no heavy lighting. Everything is done with the natural lighting. Mm -hmm. And there was a methodology that we applied that we would tell, we told uh, even the, our actors what story is about, but we didn't give them a script. Oh. So Angie and I every day will play next day for them and yeah. we will say okay this is what scene is about and this is a mother this is five he comes and he says i found a new wife and then we had a fun we all talk about how is that possible and what we found very quickly is that they they associate with our script it's their life yeah and then we allow them to improvise and become and script became more real and they all agree at the end of oh, this is our life you just wow. came there here with a camera. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, that's a very interesting approach in itself. And I guess it's a good segue to even talk about the story uh, down so long. Um, you know, you can tell us, uh, I guess, the, the synopsis or the, the, the arc of that story. So it's, a, it's about Joseph Mabena, who's been living in, uh, in this informal settlement. And we, we fictionalized it as Khutbai. Okay. rather than <laughs> Hanberg. And for several reasons, there's a developer who's after the land, oh. uh, a white developer. Um, Probably and the only white person in the film. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and Mabena is, is like the last man standing. And um, he's, he's cantankerous and he's a real kind of patriarch. Yeah. And we really wanted this kind of uber patriarch, you know, living in a house with, you know, goodness knows how many people, how many kids, are they his, are they not, who's there? So all of this kind of living one on top of the other was very important yeah. because it was this idea of how the community or living in the context, one is no one without community. Mm. And even if you're moving away and breaking away, you still get pulled back in. And so it comes as something that can be oppressive, but it also comes as something that saves you. Mm. So we constantly played with that idea. Anyway, in the story, Joseph, then they're, they're, it's a family that's living on the edge. That's 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 you know that they're they're working class, low, lower working class. Mm. Um, so poor, bordering poor, but every day is survival, and there's lots of transaction happening, and we didn't want characters to be judged. 
you know. Yeah. So we don't have good guys and bad guys. We just have a kind of situational a comedy in a, and so that on a you know and so so anyway so Joseph goes down to the docks where he works as a welder and loses his eye in a fishing accident. Then he gets an insurance payout. So the family goes nuts. <laughs> As all would. <laughs> Absolutely. And so what are they going to get? How are they going to get it? And this is their way they hear about it through the community because they haven't bothered to go and see him for a week mm. in the hospital now. And all of a sudden they're there. Anyway, so one thing leads to another. And, uh, and he, he's, uh, he realizes that um, they're not worth his effort and he plays them and then he realizes that actually... The only thing he's missing is the love, and he falls in love with a, a woman who's larger than life, and he meets on a talent show. And as a real African man, he brings her home and say, I can afford to have two wives. <laughs> and his wife and family, they realize, oh, my goodness, she's going to take all his money. Yeah. So they kind of try to kill him on his wedding day, and then he revenges them. And I won't tell you everything. <laughs> no, of course. course. <laughs> I don't expect you to tell us everything. I don't expect you to give away the entire plot. But I mean, it sounds like a, a beautiful, tragic comedy. And, and the, the uniqueness of it all for me, I mean, just the, the community in which it's set, um, you know, and, and the trust that went into both people, your, yourselves as the production company, and of course the community in bringing the script to life. And, and improv, I think is something that we don't see a lot of in South African film. We don't see a lot of sort of like an open script, if I may call it that. I don't know what the formal wording is. So this should be a, a very beautiful offering um, as part of the Joburg Film Festival. Look, um, NG teaches at, at uh, AFTA and a part of her teaching is how to approach this neorealism which going through revival. Mm. And that's a one big option for South Africans, especially for younger South African filmmakers to understand that lack of funds and lack of support doesn't stop you from making very small dramas. Mm. And even with unskilled crew and cast, you can improvise and you can get beautiful, beautiful footage out of it and mm. beautiful uh, films. And mm. I think Angie's very enthusiastic about that. And I think I think in terms of the improvisation, we did we did guide them. There was a script, there was a story, mm. but we allowed them to basically inhabit the characters. And remember, Bridget, we were working in a way where we were writing back and forth over the years. Mm. It's not like we came in and just imposed that initial story. We kept on honing it in the context of the visits mm -hmm. uh, that we took and the time that we spent because we were traveling from Joburg to Cape Town and spending time within the community. Mm -hmm. And we knew like the kinds of very delicate issues because they're a fragile community of their lives. And it can go from being a fight over toilet paper to yeah. a fight to so all of that was built into the into the story and i think that's how the cast really could own and in fact i think the the two lead actors who were seasoned were absolutely amazed because in fact it was so easy and fluid to work with the mm, with great. that cast yeah. mm. and it was shot in 21 days but oh, it, wow. Five years of pre-production, if you yes. want to see it that way, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I mean, Demir, for you guys, seasoned, you know, storytellers, uh, seasoned filmmakers, working 
um, in a community such as this with, with talent that is so raw, you said at the beginning, you, you basically cast 90% of, of the community, people who've probably never done this before. Um, what, how is that like for you as a filmmaker? And, and what were some of, I guess, even your lessons? Because I, I can presume that a project like this, when you all come out of it, there's definitely some reflection of, of, and a takeaway from the project. Look, what we learn is like, we, we learn that the camera is very sensitive thing. And then when you watch footage later, you understand that you don't want to zoom into somebody's mouth when there are no teeth inside. <laughs> so you have to be very careful because you also want community to, f to love watching themselves mm. and not to see everything that is shown daily on the news. And we wanted to bring different genre into such a, story that can look very dark so it's not tragedy mm -hmm. the money came into the family and money is gone and we read daily about a lot of winners who didn't survive <laughs> this and that. so we, we have to take even that lightly i don't think money brings changes no, absolutely. It does not. Guys, listen, this sounds like an interesting project and interesting work that you are doing out uh, in Hamburg. And, and I hope you continue to do it and continue to, to unearth incredible talent that uh, you can bring to screen for us in stories that are dynamic. I think South Africans are just so thirsty for, for, for stories that reflect our lived experience, but told in an interesting way that we've never seen before. And just in closing, as I prepared the news, I know that um, it is forming part down so long is forming part of the Joburg Film Festival schedule. Yes, yes. it's going to be screening tomorrow night at the Bioscope at seven o'clock, uh, Bioscope in Mill Park, 44 Stanley. And also we have a Twitter handle uh, at down so long. Lovely, awesome stuff. Um, and hopefully after it's done making its rounds at the Joburg Film Festival, if you miss it tomorrow, uh, hopefully the, the duo will work on something where we can get it on our TV screen. You can. Rather than later. You'll be getting it on Showmax. Oh, lovely. Fantastic Thank stuff. Thank you so much. It's a win-win all around. And uh, mazel tov to the young cinematographer that's uh, in the studio, Angie. And uh, Demers' daughter is here and she's the cinematographer. She got all the tricks uh, and she looks she's like she's barely already. 12 <laughs> is she editing already <laughs> i love it we're so old <laughs> <laughs> it is the art of everything your final bulletin is coming up with that great Richard, thank you <laughs> thank it's been you. wonderful Richard. thank you wow.